I'm Sarah, a PA and mama to a six-month-old little boy. And I'm Maria, a third grade teacher expecting my first baby in September. We certainly don't claim to be motherhood experts. In fact, we are just beginning to figure this whole thing out. But one thing that we have quickly realized is that pregnancy and motherhood require a great deal of sacrifice. But what a gift that sacrifice is. It gives us the tiniest glimpse of the sacrifice our Heavenly Father made when He sent His own Son to die for us, a death that we deserved. Through motherhood, we get to live out the gospel message of sacrifice daily, as we do our best to love these little people that the Lord has entrusted us with. So whether you're drinking hot coffee and praying to one day become a mama, decaf while you're growing your babe, or cold coffee that was once hot while you meet the needs of your littles, come hang out with us while we chat all things motherhood and discover what the Lord is teaching us through the sacrifices of this sweet season. Welcome back to the Cold Coffee Podcast. My name's Maria, and I'm here with Sarah today, and we have a special guest. Her name is Ashley Powell, Um, and I'm so excited today. Ashley and I have never met in person, so we're meeting via screen for the first time, Um, but I'm so excited because she is going to talk about her experience feeding her two babies, and she has kind of a whirlwind roller coaster of a story from what I've heard so far. Um, Very trying I'm sure and different from stuff that I've heard before but I'm really excited because going into hopefully labor and delivery soon I don't I know you can always plan and then you never really know what to expect when trying to feed your babies so I'm excited to hear a little about her story and Sarah's going to introduce her a little bit more to us yeah so I'm super excited that Ashley's with us so I guess Ashley I guess we've known each other for a long time. We went to high school together. Yes. Ashley's brother is my age. Yes. So we went to high school together, and then Ashley also went to Virginia Tech, so go Hokies. Yes. Um, And then I guess it was, we didn't really get to know each other super well until after college. Yeah. Um, So Ashley was doing photography. Now she's full-time mom yes. and working from home. Yes. She was doing photography and doing like family sessions, anniversary sessions, newborn maternity, that sort of thing. And so we had you, Justin and I had you do pictures for us for our first anniversary. Yes. I remember that. And then a lot of sessions after that. Yes. <laughs> She's the best. Y'all were um, some of my first so, clients. It was so fun. Oh. Well, we love Every single photo you've ever taken for us. You're so sweet. So I keep joking. I told Ashley right before we started recording, if you ever decide to do photography again, <laughs> I will be the first person to book you. Um, but Ashley has a little boy that is two. No, three. three. He's three. He oh, just turned three. Because, yes. Yes. So she has a little girl, which I'll let her talk more about them in a second, but... She has a little girl. You were only due five days before me mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with Pryor. Yes. But you had her a little bit early. Yes. But yep. I will tell you, so I always knew because we'd used you for so many sessions, like, of course I'm going to have Ashley do my maternity <laughs> and newborn photos when the time comes. Well, don't you yes. guys know that five days before Justin and I announced that we were pregnant, <laughs> Ashley announced that she was pregnant, and I literally cried because I was like, Ashley's not going to be able to do my photos. <laughs> so anyway, oh but it was goodness. such a gift to get to be pregnant together it was have our babies around the same time yes yes anyway yes but so you tell us a little bit more about yourself okay so um I'm Ashley Powell um I am like Sarah said I uh, work at home I have a blog called around Ashley's table and actually oh my goodness Sarah I forgot to tell you this so um on one of your last 
uh, podcast, y'all were talking about how like life happens around the table or something like that. You were saying maybe yeah. meal planning or something. And that's yeah. where I got the name around Ashley's stick. Well, oh. not from, not from your podcast, but like that's, that was where <laughs> yeah. I, cause the I idea. listened to that after that. Yeah. So I got, I, I came up with around Ashley's table, um, because I was just trying to figure out, like, I was just trying to figure out a blog name back in, I don't know, whenever, January-ish, um, I was transitioning. It was on Pineapple Lane. Now it is around Ashley's table. And um, I just wanted something that was more geared towards, like, meal planning and motherhood and that sort of thing. And um, I was like, you know what? Life just happens around the table and some of the best conversations that we have had like at our house and with friends are around a table and around food breaking bread together so anyway I thought that was so I was like oh my goodness when y'all mentioned that on one of your last podcasts but um but yeah so around Ashley's table is my blog um and yeah I stay at home with my babies now and um it's great. I was a photographer, but, um, it took me out of the house a lot. And, um, so I just felt like for our family, it was just time for a bit of a transition. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want me to talk about my kiddos? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Always. Okay. Um, so I have a, um, just turned three-year-old, um, Jack. He is so fun, so energetic, Um, so much like his dad in that he is just, he climbs everything. He is all over the place. He has so much energy. All boy. (laughs) All boy. All boy. All the time. Um, he gives me a run for my money. And then, um, Annabelle is our daughter and, um, she just turned one. Um, so she was born, like Sarah said, she was born at 38 weeks. Um, and so Sarah and I were only five days apart, but when, when was Pryor born? On the 27th. Okay, on the 27th. So, you guys, he turns one next week. Yeah, I'm so sad. I literally cry every time I think about it. I can't. Okay, it's funny. So, I did that with Jack. And now, I think I told you this, though. I think we've had you this did. conversation. And it has given me, it's, it has given me a lot of Yes. Hope. So, like, <laughs> as they get older, like, I mean, it's still sad. But as they get older, it's, like, so fun. Because, like, every new phase is so fun. Which I'm sure you've seen. Um, but then, like you almost get like excited. So like with Annabelle, I'm sad that she's getting older, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like what person is she going to turn into? Because Jack just like cracks us up all the time now. Like we just love him and his little personality. Um, and so like, I never wish we could go back to younger just because I love him. So like, obviously I love him, but, um, I just love who he is so much now. And this phase is so fun, even with his challenges. It's so fun. Um, yes. So I know the same thing will happen with Miss Annabelle. I love that. And I remember you telling me, so before COVID happened, Ashley and I were pretty intentional about trying to get together pretty regularly. Yes. Um, and so I remember, oh, I was like a basket case in the beginning, just like, I don't know. And maybe this is typical for moms with every mom with their first baby, but just like everything was so bittersweet. Like I just kept thinking he's never going to be this tiny again. Every day he's bigger and changes and I can never go back. And so it was really hard for me. And I remember you telling me it's hard with the first one, but then, yeah, like you said, they become so much more fun literally with each month and phase and all the things they're learning. And right. So I remember you saying with Annabelle, you now knew what you had to look forward to. So it was different. Right. Like you weren't a sad. Right. 
Right, exactly. So it's like, not okay. as sad. There are times that I'm like, oh my goodness, she's getting so big. But I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see what she does next. You know, and we know yeah. we know what's coming. So, or not know what's coming, but you know, <laughs> sort of. We have a better idea. We yeah. have a better idea. I love yes. that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, yeah, we just thought that this would be a fun episode. Ashley has a really unique mm-hmm. um, and encouraging feeding experience with both babies and so all I can ever all I can speak to is breastfeeding because that's what this experience with prior has been for me but we felt like it was so important to acknowledge the fact that there are a million different ways to feed your babies Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you're still feeding them you're still caring for them you're still meeting their needs and that's what's most important and so since I can't speak to exclusively pumping or formula feeding or doing both, mm-hmm. we thought it'd be fun to have someone come on that has experience with a bunch of different methods of feeding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just maybe give some advice, some encouragement to moms out there who are struggling because it's something that is, it can be really hard. And I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves as moms, but also society puts so much pressure on us to be feeding them a certain way and they tell us that what our feeding experience you know that it should look a certain way and at the end of the day you you have to do what's best for you and for your baby and I think it's also important and Ashley this is something that I know you're going to talk about and I love because I've heard your story before but what's what's best for us as moms is equally as important as what's best for baby right Mm -hmm. so anyway I'm super excited. I'm excited for Maria to hear and for all of the yes. listeners to hear Ashley's story. So I guess just jump in kind of wherever you want to start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I will start like literally right at the beginning. So um, Jack was born and um, immediately I looked at his mouth or not immediately, but <laughs> I looked at his mouth shortly after he was born and immediately I noticed that um, something looked different. Um, and I remember kind of like saying something, but I was in, we were in the haze of like, you know, just having the baby and all that stuff. And, um, they told me, okay, now try to, um, try to breastfeed him. And I was like, okay. And I had never done it before. Now I will say we took like a, um, not in person, but we took a, um, online, um, birth class. And so Mm -hmm. like we, we had talked I mean, there was like a whole section in there on like breastfeeding and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, but, um, there was nothing, um, really like, I I didn't take a breastfeeding specific class. Um, and I really did go into motherhood just thinking, you know, okay, well, we will, if I can breastfeed, I can breastfeed. If not, okay. Like that's kind of, that was kind of my, um, mindset going in. Mm -hmm. So when Jack was born, I could see something was going on in his mouth. I had no idea what it was. Um, I tried to um, breastfeed him, and it was extremely painful. And um, we discovered later on that um, almost like probably 24 hours later that he was not able to latch because he had a very, very severe tongue tie. Um, sorry, not tongue tie. He had a very, very severe lip tie. And that's what I had seen. Um, so basically his, um, Sarah, you're going to have to help me with the word that whatever connects your gums to your front of your lip. Frenulum. Yes, that was very thick. <laughs> I um, I'm like, know. I know. I was like, well, <laughs> good thing she's a PA because I would not yes. have come up with that word. Yes. Um, so, um, 
his uh, frenulum was very, very thick um, and very tight. Mm-hmm. And so you could see it, I mean, when he just, like, opened his mouth. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I noticed at first. And so um, that's why he could not latch properly. So he was biting me. Um, a lot and really hard. Um, and I had a lot of, uh, bruising. And so by the time we finally were able to see a lactation consultant, um, I, at the hospital and I mean, it was just busy when, when Jack was born, it like, I don't know what was going on, but every single room was, um, taken and when he was when I was like in labor so but there are people waiting in the hallways <laughs> women pregnant women in labor well, waiting. I, I would have loved for them to have told me that I was it laboring was, in the hallway yeah yeah oh, oh yeah I was like well I'm really glad that I'm in a room in a bed because yeah. oh my goodness I, w- I was like oh I feel really bad for those people out there but um anyway they were trying to move us in and out as quickly as possible but um that's why it was so busy and so we finally got to talk to the lactation consultants and they came in and immediately she was like oh my goodness he has a lip tie and she looked at his tongue and she's like and he has a tongue tie and she was like he's just biting you like of course it hurts and I was like okay well this makes me feel better because I was like what is going on why like I I knew it was it it had the potential to be painful, but I was like, right. this seems like next level. Like, right. like I feel like I'm bruising, like what mm-hmm. is going on? And, and he was screaming because he was so hungry. Um, and so he was like so upset. And so anyway, after all of that, um, I, they brought in a pump, but no, that's not true. Um, I had a pump in the car. I don't know why I thought to pack my pump. I think I just read it on some hospital list and I packed yes. my pump in the car and um, not having any idea that I would even use it. So Robert ran out to the car in the parking garage and got my pump um, with all my stuff. And I, I had, shared. Like, cleaned everything. Huh? No, I was just going to say I shared on the hospital must have. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But someone that oh, had had a baby not long before prior told me. Take your uh-huh. pump with you to the hospital. Not necessarily that you'll use it, although there is, I guess, an instance when you could. But they right. had just said, when the lactation consultant comes to your room, that's like uninterrupted time that you have to ask questions. Yeah. Let them show you how right. to use it and that sort of thing. So yeah. I took mine, right. and we literally picked this lactation consultant's brain, not knowing yeah. if we would need it or whatever. Right. So I think right. that that's great. And then mm-hmm. if you find yourself in a situation where you do need to use it, you have it. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so we ended up bringing my pump in, um, and she taught me how to use it because I had no clue. And, Mm -hmm. um, I started pumping like right then and there because she was like, he's not going to be able to like, there's no way he's going to be able to latch, um, with his lip tie. And so, um, we, I started pumping and then he was so little though. And his lip tie was so severe that I had to syringe feed him. So I syringe fed him for a little while. Um, yeah. And he was born at 39 weeks. So he wasn't, he was, he was term. Um, but, um, he still was just, you know, struggling at first, Mm -hmm. like with a, and a bottle was a really fast flow and they're only supposed to get, you know, a few Mm -hmm. milliliters at a time anyway, at first. So we syringe fed him. And then, um, with my pumped colostrum, and then, um, and then saw another lactation consultant the next day. She gave us even more information and she was actually the one who was like, you know, if you need to, you could supplement with formula because like, you know, you're pumping like this, this, this could be an interesting journey for y'all. And I was like, okay. So that was like the first, like, mm-hmm. which I was so grateful that she told me that because there's so much 
yeah. pressure, I feel like. And I feel like there has been a sh- I will say I feel like there has been a shift since when I had Jack um, to when I had Annabelle. There was a little bit of a different sh- uh, feel in the hospital in that, like, they weren't as, um, like, and I will say, I'll be the first to say, like, if you can breastfeed, that is amazing. That's wonderful. If you mm-hmm. have to bottle feed, that's amazing. That's wonderful. If you exclusively pump, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Like, I think mm-hmm. that whatever works best for mom and baby is best for mom and baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there was a huge push to breastfeed in the hospital when I um, had Jack. And so I just felt a lot of pressure around that. And, um, it was really nice to talk to that lactation consultant and she kind of gave me permission with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, we did supplement a little bit at first, just like while my milk came in because I, I could not keep up. He could not latch and we could not get an appointment for him to get in, to get his tongue tie revised and his lip tie revised Mm -hmm. until, um, later that week. So he had that revision done by an ENT, um, at one week old. He did Mm -hmm. great. Um, I think they, uh, just like sniffed it and cauterized it or something like that. So, um, we decided to just go ahead and do that since his was so severe, especially his lip tie. Um, and then, um, they had me try to breastfeed him and the latch was better. Um, then I realized I didn't know how to breastfeed. (laughs) And I had not figured it out with the lactation consultants at the hospital. And I didn't even have a chance to ask questions because I was trying to figure out how to pump and just feed my baby something. So we went back to the hospital, um, met with a lactation consultant. It was great. Um, She was wonderful. And um, she just kind of showed me, you know, exactly how to hold him, all that stuff. So I kind of felt like I was like learning all of that stuff when he was a week old versus like right, you know, the day after he was born. Um, But we did okay for about another week, I feel like. And then, um, although I will say, and now Sarah, I know you know this is like my weird thing that happened to me. I will say I was having um, a very weird allergic reaction every time I was pumping or trying to breastfeed. Mm. So um, with my letdown reflex, um, my entire face would just start to like get really itchy. My neck would get itchy. Um, it just, my eyes would itch. It just felt like, I mean, it just felt like a histamine reaction, an allergic reaction. Um, and it was really weird at first. I really didn't notice what was going on. And then probably when Jack was around two weeks old, I finally was like, why am I always scratching my face while I'm breastfeeding? (laughs) Like, why am I always scratching my face? This is really weird. And I would have scratch marks like on my neck and my face, just like from where I was scratching. And I didn't even, it was just, I was tired. You know, you're a new mom. You're not even really thinking like what's going on. And so well, but also everyone tells you like postpartum, you don't even know what's going on in your body. And so right. I feel like first time you exactly. might be like, right. doesn't this happen right. to everyone? Like, I guess right. I'm itchy. <laughs> exactly. And so I think I like Googled like itchy while breastfeeding and found something somewhere about the letdown reflex. And I was like, that's really interesting. And so anyway, around when I was like around two, Jack was around two weeks old. Um, then, and this may be due to like overproduction or just like his um, lip tie and tongue tie, all of that. We just had a whole ordeal. But um, I started having like really bad pain and like some really red, like some redness and some inflammation mm. going on. 
And so I went to the doctor. We are in and out of doctors so much. Jack's first month, four, yeah, like, like month or four. What a long two weeks for you. It was. Oh my goodness. It was crazy. I was so tired of going to the doctor. it's not hard enough already. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, yeah, it was really, it was really tough. And so, um. I was, I went back to the doctor because I called my doctor with my symptoms and she was like, well, you need to come in here. You may have mastitis. So I went in, she looked, um, I got on an antibiotic for mastitis, um, and it didn't go away and it was not that. And she said, you know, it, it, it may be mastitis, but she was like, I, it doesn't really look like mastitis to me. So I'm just not sure, but you know, just keep nursing keep pumping. That's what they always tell you to do when you have mastitis. Um, you know, just keep on going, take the antibiotic, just rest when you can. But I was at this point, I was still, Jack was still having trouble latching. So I was pumping a good bit because he was taking a bottle pretty well. And that was just going like, that was just better for us because I could tell he was actually eating out of the bottle and wasn't latching super well, um, on me. And so, um, there was a lot of pumping and everything going on. So then, she said, well, then I went back in, I don't know, a few days later, back <laughs> at the doctor, because it wasn't going away. They were like, you know, update us in a few days. Let us know because it can get really bad. And so I was like, it's still really bad. It's actually getting worse. Um, I had, like, streaks all over my breasts. And it was like, it, it looked it looked scary. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? And it felt like it was, there were just, like, knives in my back. And, like, as I was feeding, um... Jack and I was like this is like the one of the most painful things I've ever experienced and yeah. so they thought that maybe I had um a ductal yeast infection so then they put mm-hmm. me on medicine for that which is like an antifungal I think it was a pill yes. um mm-hmm. and we also got Jack tested we went to the doctor for Jack to make sure he didn't have thrush and his like I'm mm-hmm. I'm serious y'all we were like in and out of the doctor like every day for mm-hmm. almost like the first like three weeks maybe three and a half weeks of um I mean that's an exaggeration, but we were in the doctor a lot. Um, and so we went for him. He was fine. So whatever it was that was going on with me was not affecting him. Um, but I was nervous. It was right. It's such a blessing. I was like, well, thank goodness. But my doctor and his doctor, they were like, well, but you should probably just pump because like, we don't know what this is Mm -hmm. and we don't want it to affect him. And he's like three weeks old. So just pump if you, you know, just do that. And then, um, feed him from that. So that's what I was doing. And they just said, just do that until this clears up. So I was on the medicine. I thought, okay, well maybe it's ductal yeast, whatever. My milk seemed fine. Cause he was doing fine on my milk. So I was just pumping, but I was having to sanitize my pump equipment ev- mm-hmm. after every single time I pumped. And at that that time you're pumping like what six to eight times a day because you're feeding six to eight times a day yeah Mm -hmm. so I was sanitizing in boiling water um every single time so I was I was um trying to breastfeed him it wasn't working then I would pump feed him or sorry I would feed him from stuff that I had pumped then I would pump then I would sanitize and by that time the time it was over I had like 10 minutes and it was he was ready to eat again so it was just like so much. And so that brings me to like the end of all of it where I went to the doctor again. I still had whatever infection was going on, was still going on. None of the medicine was touching it. Um, 
and she looked at it. She even brought like a colleague in to look at it. And she's like, have you ever seen anything like this before? And both of them were like, no. And I was like, what is happening to me? (laughs) Um, And then I'm telling her about my allergic reaction. She's like, really? That's really strange too. I'm like, what is going on? Um, So anyway, she was like, um, you know, all of this I think is um, tied. I mean, she was like, obviously this is all tied to pumping and or breastfeeding. We don't know what this is, but it's very painful for you and it's not going away. That's not good. And then she asked me like, how are you doing mentally? And I was like, I mean, I basically almost just completely broke down in her office because I was just like, so drained. I was like mentally not in a good place. I was like, I don't enjoy, I mean, this sounds horrible, but I was like, I don't enjoy, like, I'm not getting to enjoy my baby. And like, it's, it's like so devastating to me because all I'm doing is I'm pumping, I'm bottle feeding, I'm sanitizing and I'm pumping again and I'm bottle feeding. And I was like, I don't get time to, they say sleep when the baby sleeps. I can't because I have to pump and then I have to sanitize. And you know, like I was like, I, I, can't get rest. I can't do, you know, all of the things. And so she was like, and she said, well, you know, the part of this is, um, we know that breast milk is really great for your baby. And she said, but also your baby needs his mom and your baby needs his mom in a good mental place. Like, we don't want this to send you into a really bad mental place. And she said, so if you're feeling like your mental health is suffering, that is another reason to, you know, end your breastfeeding journey. And I was like, okay. And that was the, all the permission I needed. (laughs) I just said, okay, I am done. I still, I will say, I still like felt some guilt just because I was like, am I just not being like tough enough? Am I just not pushing through whatever? Um, but I just, I knew for me, like I knew, and I mean, you know, like we had like prayed about, I, I was like, what is going on? You know, like, why is this not working for me? Um, and, um, I just knew though in my gut that like, it was, it was time to stop and, um, it was time to start weaning, I should say. So I, I had to start like weaning myself off the pump cause I've been pumping six to eight times a day. Um, and so that's what I did. And I just decided to, um, I actually had pumped a fair amount just because, um, he I had been pumping since he was born. Um, so we did have some, I think he was able to get, um, a little bit of breast milk in a bottle until he was like six or eight weeks old. So, um, I was, I was happy about that, but at the same time, um, we were supplementing with formula and then we just transitioned completely over to formula by the time he was six, right around six to eight weeks old, we transitioned completely to formula because I I just, couldn't. I knew that my mental health was suffering. I mean, our marriage was suffering. It was just, mm-hmm. I was just not in a good place. And it wasn't like just your, your normal baby blues. It was not good. Um, yeah. so, um, so yeah, so that's what happened, um, with Jack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, then we got pregnant again with Annabelle and, um, I had all of this, I mean, I was like, you know, I'm going to try with Annabelle, but I'm not going to put as much pressure on myself um, this time as I did with Jack um, because I already knew that I had some kind of weird allergic reaction that I thought was part of, like, that was, like, my body. Um, and I thought that could that could probably come back again um, if it is, in fact, just an allergic reaction to my letdown reflex. And then... Um, Which I was telling- it was the... I was, I was just going to say, I was yeah, telling Ashley and Maria before we started recording. So because I knew this happened to Ashley, I was like, let me go learn about this. 
and there's a bunch of different names for it, but like breastfeeding hypersensitivity is one of them. And there is very mm-hmm. little known about it. Like it is not a common thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like she's saying, it's related to hormones, but like right. it is really rare. So yeah. for this to happen to her, my, yeah, it's so random. My body does. My body, though, like I, I have figured out through pregnancies, through postpartum stuff, my body and hormones. Like if anything is weird with my hormones, my body is like, nope, not doing it. So <laughs> it just like freaks out. So I'm not like super surprised. Um, I mean, I'm not super surprised after knowing everything that I know now about my body right. and hormones. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, um, so I knew that that potentially could happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, I think Sarah, I think it's like the oxy, oxytocin, the oxytocin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the reaction is to. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah. So with Annabelle, I was kind of expecting that, but I was, I was optimistic. I was still hopeful, um, that maybe we could breastfeed, um, I had her, she did latch okay at the hospital, but she also had a uh, tongue tie. So, um, and a small lip tie. Now hers were not nearly as bad as Jack's were, but um, I remember the lactation consultant and the ENT both told us, um, you know, just FYI with Jack, this is um, genetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if Jack has it, your other children are very likely to have it. So you Mm -hmm. might have this problem down the line. And so we were just, you know, prepared and expecting it. And I decided, like I said, I was going to give myself a lot of grace and I was not going to put a lot of pressure on myself. And, um, so with Annabelle, we did have trouble with latching, um, but her tongue tie wasn't severe enough where they felt like, um, you know, it was, uh, right to revise it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm I just made the call and I just started pumping um, because I was like, you know what? She's not latching properly. I know that she has this. I went through mm-hmm. so much with Jack and I had just a really, really hungry baby mm-hmm. at first, you know, like because he could not latch. He really mm-hmm. wasn't getting anything. And he was just really upset because he was so hungry. And so mm-hmm. um, I just decided I would start pumping from the get go for Annabelle Um and we just did bottles um, from the beginning with her. So I pumped for a while um, with her. But then, um, again, it started kind of taking a mental toll because as I pumped more and more, I was having that allergic reaction again. Mm. And it was like as I had that allergic reaction over and over and over again, it just got worse each time. Mm-hmm. Like very, very gradually. Mm-hmm. But like I could tell that it was getting worse. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just decided again for my mental health um, because mm-hmm. when you have that kind of when you have that like histamine reaction too, I don't I mean, Sarah, you might know more about this, too. Like I just felt like I just it would almost like trigger some kind of like agitation in me because I was mm-hmm. so uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I was having that yeah. His, histamine reaction. Yeah. And like, I was itchy all over. My eyes were itching. Like everything. I just, and I would almost get like aggravated. It was very bizarre. And so, um, I knew again that it was time mm-hmm. to stop. And so I think I pumped for around three to four weeks with Annabelle. Um, and then we myself off the pump again. Um, and then she actually probably stopped getting breast milk in bottles around the same time that Jack mm-hmm. did. Um, so, and then we switched to formula. So that, I think, sums up my entire crazy um, <laughs> breastfeeding journey with both babies. Um, it was a roller coaster and it was a crazy ride, but um, 
you know, I learned a lot about my body and about motherhood Mm -hmm. and about like strength and things that you can go through, um, you know, in motherhood and, and your capacity and what you can handle. And then also when, you know, maybe it's time to take a step back mm-hmm. and think about your mental mm-hmm. health. Um, and I am someone, um, who has anxiety. Uh, Maria, I li- was listening to, I listened to your, uh, podcast on about your anxiety. And so mm-hmm. I'm someone who, um, also I've always had, um, anxiety. I'm actually a type six on the Enneagram, oh. which was very enlightening because I was like, Oh, fear of fear itself like yeah I get it (laughs) okay and then my husband is a five so um so he's like that doesn't make sense it's it's hilarious but um but yeah so I've had anxiety my whole life and then it got a lot worse um postpartum um to where like I um have been on medication Mm -hmm. um postpartum both times now um and have you know seen counselors and stuff like that because um it just got to the point where it was really hard. Um, and I don't know that people talk that much about postpartum anxiety, um, versus postpartum Mm -hmm. depression. I've heard more about it now, but my anxiety was just like, I mean, it was over the top by the time, Mm -hmm. um, Jack hit like six Mm -hmm. months old. I was, it was out of control. And so, and thankfully, um, our, his pediatrician is actually the one who, um, kind of caught it, which is by asking me some questions. I was going to say, and it's such a blessing that the pediatricians Mm -hmm. do like, it's almost like, even though you're going to the appointment for your baby, they are, there's a questionnaire that they have thought. And it's so like, that's important Mm -hmm. because you're seeing them way more often than you're seeing the OB. You see them one time at the postpartum visit and then you don't see them for like a year or longer. Right. So I'm right. so thankful yeah. that the pediatricians screen oh, for yeah. that because it's oh yeah absolutely it's already such a new and hard thing that you're navigating anyway, and then to be silently struggling mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not good for you or for the baby or for your husband or right. for yeah. anyone right. <laughs> right for anybody right exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think until I was actually like filling out that uh-huh. questionnaire at the mm. um, at the pediatrician's office, I was like, "Oh, like <laughs> whoa!" Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, I'm I'm like pretty far." Not at this. Sound, I can't think of another way to say this, but like I was like, "Well, I'm pretty far gone, like down this path already." Like yeah. I I had no clue that mm. because I was just like, I mean, you have a new mm-hmm. baby, like you're just like putting one foot in yeah. front of the other, and you're like going right. and you're doing everything and. Um, I had gone back to work with my photography business and I was just like doing Mm -hmm. all the things and just trying to like, you know, get things done, take care of everybody. And I realized when I was filling out that questionnaire that I really was not okay and not doing well. And Robert had, my husband had noticed that and like, you know, made comments at times, not in a bad, not in a bad way, but just, you know, like said like, are you okay? (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's like, he's like, are you, you seem like you're a little more um, like anxious about this than normal, or like maybe there was a little bit of an overreaction there, and you know I'm like, no, what you're are you like, about? of course I am. I just right. pushed a baby out of exactly. Me and I'm having right. allergic reactions, right. and right, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, <laughs> this whole experience was like a very eye-opening experience for me, um, an experience for me where I could really, I mean, I grew mm-hmm. a lot and really learned how mm-hmm. to give myself grace and ask for help um, because I'm not good at either of those things. And so I really learned how to do that because, um, it was something that I had never experienced before. And that's what I would tell. Like, I mean, it's hard because it's like, you know, if you haven't like gone through it, 
you know, you can like listen to it. Um, but that's what I always tell new, new moms or soon to be moms Mm -hmm. is just like, give yourself a whole lot of grace, like lower the expectations and then ask Mm -hmm. for help. Like, even if it's uncomfortable, just ask for help because people are so ready and willing to help you. You just have to say like, yes. Please help me. And I think <laughs> yeah. so, I think also yeah. it's helpful for people that are loving the postpartum mom to know like specific ways and tangible ways that they can help. Right. Because like you're saying, right. so many people yeah. are ready and willing and they want to help. And so I think right. that's right. also important is like be specific or like, and I mean, sometimes right. as, a, as right. a new mom, you may not know exactly what you need, but like. Right. Even right. just verbalizing, okay, this is how I'm feeling, and then maybe someone can step in that has had experience with right. something and know how to love you well and help you. But yeah, right. for sure, right. I think that that's right. so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm thankful too for the medical professionals that finally kind of looked at you and gave you an mm-hmm. out almost and yes. permission. And I'm like, yes. I understand the. I, I mean, I want to breastfeed. I've read a book on it. Like I've right. watched, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but I hate that it took, I know again, I'm like four weeks in the great right. scheme of things probably right. doesn't seem like much, but you being right. in excruciating pain, not only right. from right. giving birth, <laughs> right. but right. also now, you know, the upper part of your body right. and then your mental right. health. Like I hate that right. it took someone four weeks to feel right. like they could give you permission. Right. Exactly. To give yourself grace, right. you know, but I'm thankful exactly. that someone finally did. It was, it was such a blessing. And that doctor, you know, I think that she had mentioned to me at my appointment before that. So probably around like three weeks, Mm -hmm. she had said something about it, but I had felt so much pressure from Mm -hmm. other areas. Um, And not that it's like bad, but like, you know, I had just, I mean, you just read, you can pull up any article on the internet these days. And, and I mean, it'll be Mm -hmm. saying too, you know, it'll be totally this way and totally that way. And they will say that is totally right. And then they'll say the other thing is totally wrong. And it just, it just, you have to decide, you know, for you, what is, what is best. Um, and I'm, I truly am so thankful that that doctor said that because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I would have made the decision sooner rather than later to stop. Um, but I think it would have been with a lot more a lot more Mm -hmm. guilt and a lot more like, um, am I even doing the right thing? Is this like horrible for my baby? Like, you know, like, am I a bad mom for doing it? But the fact that she like brought up my mental health and I knew that I already kind of had struggles with that. I was, that Mm -hmm. was kind of a like red flag for me that was like, okay, wait a second. I need to pay attention to this. And, um, you know, this needs to, this is very important Mm -hmm. too. So absolutely. Yeah. And you have two healthy Mm -hmm. babies. Thriving. Yes. Yeah, they Thriving are healthy. They're great. <laughs> yeah, Annabelle is like humongous. She's so big. Uh-huh. Um, she is She is a big girl. We don't know like where she got it from because neither my husband and I are like really big. But um, she is so <laughs> tall. She's so tall. She's in the 98th percentile for yeah. height right now. Yeah, she just had her appointment. And um, I was like, you're kidding me because um, I'm over here at like, five, two and a half. Um, and then, um, which of course that could slow down, but, and then, uh, Jack was, Jack is taller too. So yeah, they're doing great. Um, you know, they're hitting all their milestones and everything, you know, I mean, those are all, I think like worries that you have and you hear about things like, okay, well, if I don't breastfeed, are they, you know, like going to be behind on something or if I, you know, whatever, all of the things you hear and all of the, 
scary stories you hear. And I mean, things do happen, but you have to feed your baby, (laughs) you know? So, um, whatever that looks like, whether it is breastfeeding, um, exclusively pumping, Mm -hmm. bottle feeding with formula, or even like Mm -hmm. a feeding tube, you know, whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, you're doing a good job. And I think that's something that, yeah, that is so important for us to, as, as moms and as family members and friends to just let new moms know that they're doing a good job. Yeah. Yes. I know. I mean, for some, yes, for some people, words of affirmation is a love language and it's not mine, but I think it's something that's right. like, whether or not right. it's a way, whether or not it's one of your love languages, <laughs> it's, it's mine. so important to hear <laughs> yeah. from other people. Yeah. So yeah. it is, it is, it is. Well, and it's also yes. new. It's all new. It's all mm-hmm. scary. And so mm-hmm. just hearing from someone else that, you know, like you're doing a good job, you're doing okay. Like yeah. you are a amazing mom for your baby. And like, yeah. like God has you and your baby in the palm of his hand, like mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that's, I think that's amazing to hear. And you know, God created you for this. Yes, so for sure. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it too. Well, thanks for sharing your story, Ashley. I know there are probably so many people that have maybe struggled with feeling the pressure to make breastfeeding work. Um, but whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, people's feeding experience looks like, at the end of the day, as long as you're meeting your baby's mm-hmm. needs, I think mm-hmm. that's obviously the most important thing. And yes, and this is another yes. thing that I think is so important. I think you learned, but just you can make breastfeeding work, but don't do it at the expense of your mental health. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I yeah. think, yeah, you know, making sure that you make that a priority too is another way. Right. Which I think that was right. That was the decision I had to make. Um, with Jack towards the end and then with, with Annabelle mm-hmm. as well, you know, do I continue having an allergic reaction and feeling anxiety and stress from this every single day? Or do I take care of my mental health? And I, I decided that for me, like the decision for me, that was the right decision, um, was to take care of my mental health and use formula. Um, for some people that may not be the right decision, but for me, that's yeah, what it was. For sure. so. And I think just, yeah. just like, yeah you know, feeding your baby and meeting their needs is such a tangible way for you to love them well. I think taking care of your mental health as a mom right. is another really important way that you can love them well. Right. 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 So, exactly. Well, thank you yeah. so much for being here. And I yeah. found, do you want yeah. me to do this oh, Bible yeah. verse or not y'all? Yes. So I found a Bible verse, but we were talking about how it's kind of interesting because it's I guess more geared towards breastfeeding, but I think the message of it is still mm-hmm. really important, especially as much as Ashley mm-hmm. talked about giving yourself grace, knowing that, you know, we're not mm-hmm. perfect and we need to feed our babies at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Um, mm-hmm. So it's First Peter 2, 2 through, I like 2 through 5. Um, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Um, Which I think just also shows how much, like, 
Mm-hmm. We need him and we need our faith to get through time. Yes. Yes. Um, because yeah, we're not going to be perfect. Our motherhood experiences are not going to be exactly what we want them to be always. Um, right. But that's not what it's about mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Nope. So. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah, just lowering expectations and knowing that whatever your experience in that season mm-hmm. of life looks like, like the Lord is using you. And you know what? Maybe he's using mm-hmm. you. Obviously, yes. I feel like he's using whatever season it is to draw us to himself. When things are hard, that's when totally right. we realize our need right. for him. But also, I think that oh, he yes. can use Absolutely. our stories to encourage other people. And so I think mm-hmm. that I know there are mm-hmm. going to be people that are encouraged mm-hmm. by this, Ashley. And so, yeah, thank you so much for sharing and being open. And Yes. I'm happy to share. You know me. I yes. am an open and book I love it. all the time. Sometimes <laughs> no, too much, I though. Love it. We but, love it. And, and for sure, it's that just personally in our friendship, that's been such an encouragement and a blessing to me uh-huh. to get to walk alongside mm-hmm. you in motherhood, having babies that are close yeah. in age, but then also you had a child already. And so I felt like you were able to speak mm-hmm. truth and encouragement to me. Right. So I'm thankful. And I know that right. so many mm-hmm. people yeah. are going to love this and feel encouraged, but well, yes, I'm, yeah, thankful. Well, thank- I'm thankful that y'all had me on. This was so much fun. And I love your podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. And I love the name. Okay, so I have shared the name with like, so I'm like, oh yeah, um, my friend. And and now I can say both of my friends because uh, Maria, we've like officially met. Um, well, or like, virtually, yeah, kind of. Um, but um, I said, yeah, it's called like the Cold Coffee Pod- Cold uh-huh. Coffee Podcast. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, am I forgetting a word in there? The Cool Coffee <laughs> Podcast. And I, I tell you, everybody, and I mean, normally it's moms I'm sharing with. They're like, that is the cutest name because my coffee is always cold. And I'm Justin. like, I know. I'm always so reading. True. So yeah, Farmer I know. Justin. Justin came up with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is so cute. I absolutely You're love sweet. it. So. Thank y'all for what you do for encouraging mamas and and just bringing everything back to, you know, Jesus and the Bible and sharing that perspective as well. Um, I just think it's so refreshing and so encouraging, especially in the day and age that we are living in right now. Yes. So, Well, thank you. And thank, thank you, you all for being here. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be helpful if you would subscribe or leave us a rating and review. And feel free to follow us and join the conversation at the Cold Coffee Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. We wish we could have coffee with each of you, but since we can't, we'd love to send a gift card to the first two people who share this episode on their Instagram story and tag us in the post. Once again, thanks for joining us on the Cold Coffee Podcast.